0: This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode
1: of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and I've got a doozy for you today. Today we're going to talk about something. I know this is going to interest you, let me tell you why. We're going to talk about the risk that causes 60% of businesses to close. I actually rephrase that a little bit. If you have this risk, if you have if you're impacted by this risk, 60% chance your business will close. You'll end up finding bankruptcy. Some in some way or another, you'll be closing your doors. So I hope that gets your attention because it certainly should. And it's something that, frankly, I have found over the years in my experience in working with businesses that is far too often neglected. And it's one of those things that I think a lot of people uh, that run a business don't necessarily, most people don't have this expertise. And so it's one of those things like I'm just going to stick my head in the sand and hope that I don't have a problem with it. Because um, I'll tell you, it's one. Of, I'm not good at it either. Um, honestly, it's it's a it's it's one of my things that uh, is is a weakness, is a challenge for me. And I know, again, for a lot of clients and, and business owners I talk with, it's a challenge for them as well. And so that's why this week we've brought on to the show Caitlin Ilkani, who is one of the founders of Battleship Security. And so we're going to talk with her. And of course, she's going to talk to us about her journey and, and how battleship security came into existence and kind of some of the things they do and how they help. And then the payoff, of course, is she's going to give us her top cybersecurity tips, uh, some risks that she sees with small businesses. And that's, that's the risk that's out there that's, that causes the 60% failure rate is, is cybersecurity. And again, don't stick your head in the sand right? I, I shouldn't have given up the uh, the goods so quickly, but that's it's cybersecurity. Don't stick your head in the sand. This is something that you really need to be paying attention to. So I'm going to shut up now, and I'm going to formally introduce Caitlin. Welcome to the show.
2: And thanks so much for having me on the show today. I'm really excited to have this conversation and hopefully help some of the business owners listening secure their businesses.
1: Yeah. Again, I, as I mentioned, it's something I see, um, and, and Caitlin and I connected, oh gosh, probably originally a few months back. And as we talked on the phone, it was funny as I was talking through things and, you know, she was completing my sentences and vice versa on a lot of these things, because again, I see it and I just see the neglect that's out there and people are not paying attention to it. But before we dive into all that, Caitlin, tell us, tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us about your entrepreneur journey and how you came to where you're at now with Battleship Security.
2: Well, it's funny. I grew up in Richmond, Virginia and in high school, I wanted to be an FBI agent, but I quickly found out that because I'm not super athletic and probably couldn't meet the requirements to climb a rope to the ceiling. I don't know if you've seen that test that they make <laughs> FBI agents do. Yep, yep. I got intimidated and and kind of dropped that idea, but I've always loved this topic of being in an investigative space. So I got a little derailed. I ended up giving up on that and got a master's in public health at the university of California, Berkeley, which led me to a love of healthcare it funnily enough. And in my early twenties, I found myself at IBM in their exclusive summit program, about 2% of applicants get accepted. And I was hired to work with healthcare companies but immediately got reorged into cybersecurity. And when that happened, I freaked out. I thought my (laughs) life was over. I didn't know anything about cybersecurity. Like most people, I knew nothing and was very intimidated again. And I pushed myself really hard to learn it. And I ended up falling in love. I ended up seeing a lot of parallels between working in cybersecurity and back to my early dreams of being in the FBI. Mm -hmm. So I really figured out that if I can learn cybersecurity, anyone can. And I hope to really impress that upon our listeners today that you shouldn't need to be intimidated. There is a lot of easy things you can start implementing and and figure out and ignore all the jargon that so many people use.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it, right? In, In any field, I think that's one of the intimidating parts and I know I deal with it, you know, with being a, with being a fractional CFO and I'm trying to be very careful to, you, you know, consider the, the the terms I use and a lot of the acronyms that are part of my industry that when I'm speaking to a business owner that, you know, is not a financial person, they don't know these acronyms. And again, I don't want them to seem intimidating. It's, it's not rocket science. And like, as you mentioned that people can figure this stuff out. It's just not, you know, it becomes very intimidating. If you're already a little bit skeptical, you know, and a little bit worried about, geez, I'm not going to understand this. And all of a sudden you start hearing terms that you have no idea what they mean. I know I've yes. been there before myself many times on many different <laughs> subjects. And it's like, holy crap, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep my head down, stay low um, mm-hmm. and, and hope no one asks me any questions or anything. But I, I got to ask you going back. So you're an East coaster and yes. you went to school on the West coast. What, what caused that? What, what, what uh, prompted that decision?
2: Well, I wanted to push myself to be in a really different environment, and I ended up finding out that I could talk to anybody. I met a lot of people in Berkeley that I disagreed with <laughs> and that had very different life views than me. I thought sometimes I was living on an alien planet, but it really taught me like how to talk to a lot of different people. And then I got another master's degree in 2018 from Brown. I came back to the East coast a, a long time ago and got a master's in cybersecurity. And I have this love of, of going to school. I, I think I might be done now, but yeah.
1: <laughs> well, especially since you've got a young one, uh, that, that's going to, that'll definitely make things more challenging as far as trying to continue the schooling and all that. I can speak uh, on that from experience as well. It definitely makes uh create some additional challenges, not that you can't overcome them, but uh, definitely adds another element of uh, of challenge to it
2: definitely you know i had my baby in november of 2018 and in march of 2019 my husband and i started battleship and i joke a lot that we have two children two small children <laughs> our actual child in our company
1: <laughs> yes yeah yeah no doubt no doubt uh, so we've only got we got just a little under 2 minutes left here but so real quick i want to touch on that because um, I know you, you again, you, as you mentioned, you and your husband are co founders and you guys started this. What's it like working with your husband?
2: It's and, and, awesome.
1: And he'll never hear this.
2: Well, I'm kidding. I, you I'm know, kidding. What, I don't have to because <laughs> a lot of people ask me, how can you do that? Why aren't you getting a divorce yet? You know, and we are just amazing partners. It's been such a wonderful journey. We've been talking about having a business together for about seven years, and it's so exciting to realize that dream.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So, and it's funny, I I think that's just the sort of the funny stereotype that people like to play up. because I know um, most of the business owners that I work with, their spouse is involved in some way, shape or form with the business. And, you know, I get to be, you know, pretty intimately involved with these businesses. And of course, with, you know, having a very close personal relationship with the owners. And I can tell you, I've not worked with one yet that has, I should knock on wood, uh, that has had, you know, I've, that I've seen any type of marital strife or anything. I, I think it takes the right, you have to have the right type of relationship to make it work. But mm-hmm. thankfully, I think people have figured that out. I think it's, it's, it's awesome if you can do that. I can tell you my wife and I would probably not survive, Mrs. Biz and I, not because we're not compatible or anything, but she's a nurse and she's like super touchy feely and I'm like numbers nerd guy, like it's black or it's white, that's it. Like there's no image, you know. So I think for that reason it would be challenging for us because our personalities are so different, but uh, it's interesting, I always like to Sort of get that perspective. No,
2: it's been great. And we have two co founders in our startup an ex NSA endpoint exploitation analyst and a fantastic developer. So we have a really well rounded team in the business and it's it's awesome. It's been great.
1: Awesome. All right. We'll get into this week. We're talking with Caitlin Nilkani of Battleship Security. Come back after the break and we'll continue our discussion with her. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business.
0: submit questions to the show, email them to info at Solutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz.
1: All right. Welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio. We are brought to you by the good folks at Capital Plus. They unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. Definitely look them up at CapPlus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Um, all right, so it's time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And this one is actually a quote this week, uh, from someone that I have mentioned several times before on the show, for those of you who are loyal listeners, and that is none of the Mr. Grant Cardone. And so the quote this week is, and I love this one. I just got this, this, this year at, um, his 10 X growth con out in Vegas in February, but set goals that match your potential, not your ability. And I think that's one of those things where people, you, you a lot of times they don't, you don't give yourself enough credit for your potential and you think of, geez, I can only do X, Y, and Z, or, you know, I, the best I've ever done is this. So I can maybe scratch out another 10%. That's I think looking at things more on your ability, as opposed to what is your potential? I mean, you may have the potential of a 50% increase over the best you've ever done. Don't limit yourself. Make sure you're thinking about big picture, thinking about those uh, when you're talking about your goals and again, set them to match your potential, not your uh, ability. That is the Mr. Biz tip of the week here on Mr. Biz Radio. And again, we're talking this week with Caitlin O'Connie, who is one of the founders, co-founders, I should say, of Battleship Security. You can find out more information about um, what they do at BattleshipSecurity.com. Um, and she's also got a, a podcast called Security Economy. So check that out as well. Uh, but we're going to talk about that a little bit more, So uh, especially during this segment. Of course, in the last segment, uh, Caitlin's going to tell us her top cybersecurity risks for small businesses, the things that we all need to be looking for that, frankly, I'll be taking notes, I know, because there's probably some things that I'm neglecting myself. And so this is going to be, frankly, beneficial for me. I'm looking forward to hearing some of her tips. Uh, But let's talk a little bit more, uh, Caitlin, about what it is that you do, you guys do at Battleship Security, uh, and and how do you help uh, small business owners?
2: Well, can we feel a deep-seated responsibility as a team to help secure the nation. Our businesses are the backbone of our economy, and they're really at risk. Small and medium businesses are being targeted by hackers all the time. Some rates say that about 40 to 50% of all data breaches every year are targeted at small to medium businesses. And it's critically important that every size business can access security resources. And that's why we started Battleship. The idea is that any size business can access a cybersecurity expert, whether or not they need someone for an hour just to talk about strategy, or they need to find someone to do an assessment. And our rates are about 45% less on average than going to a large consulting firm. So we're a cybersecurity talent marketplace. And because we have all of these cybersecurity experts that we vet and that are all US based, we're also able to help any business if they have an incident. So we have an incident response subscription that people can sign up for as well, and we can talk about later.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a very important thing to consider. I, look, again, based on my anecdotal experience, oftentimes, again, people either put their head in the sand or the person who is, who is their quote-unquote you know, cybersecurity expert is, is Bob, who, ha, who works at the company, and he's really good with computers. Mm-hmm. So, Bob, tell us what we need to do. And so, you know, it's, it's really unfair for Bob in most cases, right? Because Bob yep. is not equipped to be able to really stay up on the latest and greatest of what's going on in the cybersecurity world. And frankly, he probably barely can spell cybersecurity as far as being an expert in the field, right? They didn't hire Bob originally to be a cybersecurity expert. It just so happens to be, hey, we, we're just going to tag this on your responsibilities. And again, it's it's one of those things I, I feel like in that, that situation, that scenario, just grossly neglected. And you could really end up in a in a really bad problem. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what's it look like when you engage with a business?
2: So the first thing we do is really understand your business. We ask you questions about the size of your business and your industry and where you would say you are today with security. And we help guide you through that with a questionnaire and a phone call. And then we help you strategize really about what your next step should be and match you with a cybersecurity expert to help you achieve those goals. And like I said, that could be really small goals at the beginning. It could just be a few calls with an expert or it could be more comprehensive. You want an assessment like a HIPAA assessment or a PCI assessment, or you might need to implement a tool and you want some help with that.
1: Yeah, and I think that's really important. I know uh, Caitlin and I, when we, the last time we spoke uh, most recently, you know, we also talked and you had mentioned a little bit about your subscription service about incident response. And uh, I, I shared with her at that time, a, a story that I had just recently had a, an incident with a uh, business owner that said, Oh, I'm fine. I, I'm not worried about it. And so I literally looked at him and said, Okay, so let's say that someone walks into your office right now. And said, I think we got hacked. What would you do? Mm-hmm. And he you could see the look in, of terror in his eyes, because he had never thought about it from that perspective before. And he said, and his eyes got really big. And he's like, I guess I would Google it. I'm like, like, are you kidding me? Like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. that's not good enough. Right. And so, so tell us a little bit about that subscription service. Cause I think that incident response thing is huge and that's could give someone like that in that scenario, a really good peace of mind. Like, Hey, I've got, I, I got some experts behind me that heaven forbid if something did happen, I know where to go. I know the first phone call I'm going to make. And I know I have people who are absolute experts in the field that can help me. So tell us a little bit about that, uh, incident response, uh, subscription.
2: Absolutely, and to your point, Ken, that question that you asked is one that I ask a lot too because time is really important if you think you've had any kind of data breach or you think you've had ransomware or maybe some employee clicked on a link they shouldn't have and you're worried that malware is now on your network. The faster you respond, the less likely you are to have downstream big revenue impacts. So what we've done is we've created an incident response subscription, like you mentioned, that any business can afford. The base subscription is $99 a month, which is about 2% of an incident response subscription that IBM would charge. Or if you go to maybe a midsize consulting firm, some of them have subscriptions or retainers really too. And ours is still about 6% of the cost of those. So the idea is anyone can afford it at $99 a month. And you have people on standby. We've invested a lot of money in a legal framework So that when you sign up, you can also elect attorney-client privilege. Something that most people don't think about is that Mm -hmm. if they have an incident, anything that happens can be discoverable in court. And this is one of the big reasons companies go out of business, because they end up in court, they end up having to make disclosures to the attorney general of their state, and now they could be facing huge fines.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and that's, again, I'll remind everyone when I started out at the outset of the show, I mean... Literally, the statistics show 60% of companies that end up having some sort of cybersecurity breach go out of business, 60%. So, again, if you skate by, and and I would say this, I'm not trying to be paranoid or anything, but in today's day and age and how we are more and more relying on the Internet and, and, and the cyber world in general, I mean, I would almost look at it as this is something that is going to become more and more prevalent of a risk as we continue to rely more and more on technology. And so it's, again, not trying to sound paranoid, but I almost look at it as it's not if, but when. You're likely to have some sort of incident within the next fill in the blank, two years, three years, five years, depending on your your full reliance on it. But man, oh man, for a hundred bucks a month, I mean, the peace of mind you get with that would be massive.
2: Can I tell people to expect to have an incident? Exactly to your point. It's not if, it's when. And you want to know exactly who you're going to call and make sure that you have really top experts who can help you respond. That's the way you're going to contain it and save your business.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, we're going to head to do a break here real quick. We'll come back and Caitlin will give us her top cybersecurity risks for small businesses. Are you looking for ways to
0: streamline your business? If so, Pulse can help. Pulse is a CRM and marketing automation platform with many features, such as email and text message marketing, project management, quoting and invoicing, and much more. If you're a franchise, we
1: also have a franchise-specific version with robust franchise management capabilities. Request your demo today at ThePulseSpot.com. Again, that's ThePulse, P-U-L-S-E, Spot.com.
0: Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best selling books, Pathway to Profits and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz.
1: All right, welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz Ken Wentworth. And I wanted to mention once again that we are brought to you by Capital Plus. They remove the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full service credit and collections department. Another one of those things that, if it's not in your wheelhouse, you should definitely outsource that. It's very inexpensive. Let them take care of all your accounts receivable, all that good stuff. Um, Just again, take that headache right out of your, right out of your uh, your mind, and not have to worry about that. All right, so let's get to some let's get some really good stuff here. And this is usually, and I I'm I'm almost hesitant to do this, Caitlin. The way way I structured the shows where we share the tips in the third segment because I almost wonder sometimes if people like listen to the intro. And say, okay, is this something I want to listen? Okay, let me just fast forward and get to the <laughs> third segment because that's where the real meat and potatoes are. Um, and they miss, you know, they miss a lot of the good stuff that we talk about in between sometimes. But um, so, talk, talk to us about um, some of the things that you have seen and, and you've uh, you know you know studied, obviously, and been involved with as far as cybersecurity risk for small businesses. And how can we avoid those things?
2: So, the biggest risk in a small business is that one of your employees is going to click on something that they shouldn't, or they are accidentally going to lose their credentials. So they have a weak password and their username is easy to guess. So the biggest advice that I can give everyone listening is to really think about securing your users and your employees. And there are a few easy ways you can do this. The first is to make sure you're enabling two-factor authentication on all of your accounts. A lot of services like Google offer this for free. You can enable it on your Gmail. You can do this with your Microsoft accounts as well. You can do it with Facebook. You want to make sure that it's just a little bit harder for a bad actor, a hacker, to get into your accounts. And multi-factor authentication or two-factor authentication is one way to do that. Another thing you should be thinking about Is how do you train your employees to be very wary of any links they click on? So, you want to make sure for yourselves and any of your employees that you're hovering over every link and every email you receive to make sure that it's going where you think it is. Mm -hmm. And look at every email address closely. A lot of times, people will try to do phishing attempts where they send you an email, they want you to click on a link and they act like they're someone else, they act like they might be the cfo of your company or the ceo of your company so look very closely and be very wary if you get an email and someone asks you to go buy any kind of gift card stop and think call the person that sent you that email and say did you really make this request even if it feels uncomfortable to do that mm-hmm. and the last tip around securing your employees is to use a password manager go get a tool like lastpass or one password or dashlane Password managers keep all of your passwords in a vault and they help you get very secure passwords that may be nonsensical. They're very long passwords. This enables you to make sure your employees aren't using passwords that are easy to guess or are being used across multiple applications. That's a password best practice. Do not use the same password across multiple applications. You don't want to use the same password at Facebook that you're using on your email account and that you're using for your bank, for instance.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of, I mean, I can tell you a lot of people I know are guilty of that just because it's easy right? They, it's the easiest thing to do. And it's easy to remember. And I'll tell you who's the worst at that is, uh, grandma, grandma biz, my mother. Um, I cannot t- tell you how many times that she has called me and said, uh, oh, I'm having a problem with my laptop because she clicks on every stinking thing under the sun. Um, <laughs> and you know, when she's on social media, she does all the I hate to say it, but all those silly games of, oh, let's see, you know, if you were a lion or if you were an animal, what type of animal would you be? Take our quiz. And she clicks on that crap.
2: Yes. (laughs) Well, and that's another one of my tips. Ken, you took me right to it. Good, good. don't want to answer social media quizzes. It's really tempting to answer those fun quizzes about every country you visited and what your favorite foods are, but don't do it because hackers called social engineers use that information in ways you would never guess. They use it to guess information about you that you might be using in your passwords, or they might try to use that information to impersonate you with your bank. So if you've set up a secret question, like what's your mother's maiden name or where were you born or what's your favorite food, and now you've put your favorite food In this quiz that's publicly available on the internet, they can use that to get around your password controls. So be very, very wary of those quizzes.
1: Definitely. I can speak from, actually, my mother-in-law and my mother have both fallen victim to that before, unfortunately. So uh, definitely stay away from those.
2: Really Everyone can achieve some level of security, Ken, and the goal is not to be bulletproof. As we've talked about, breaches are happening everywhere. They're happening to the biggest businesses in the world. Really, the goal is to think about not being the slowest gazelle. So you know that story of a lion looking for his next dinner and he's chasing this herd of gazelles. You just need to be mid-pack, be just a little bit harder to breach than the next guy, And some of these tips will help you do that. And if you're concerned about some other aspects of your business, you can also come onto our talent marketplace to find someone just to chat with, even for an hour or so to talk about making a strategy.
1: That's perfect. Yeah. And again, you can go out to battleshipsecurity.com to get more information on that and find that.
2: Yes, we're here to help. And our team is also happy to talk with you about what you might need anytime. So I tell people to think about being prepared. Don't just put your head in the sand. Know what you're going to do if something happens. That goes back to our incident response subscription. Make sure that you can answer these questions. So I've made a little quiz to find out, are you ready if you have a data breach? So you think you've had a breach. Who is your first call? You brought this up earlier, Ken. Who do you call right away? You want to know that answer right off the top of your head if you don't you might not be ready think about absolutely think about if you have an external hard drive with thousands of client records that disappears or gets stolen out of somebody's car which has actually happened and you lose PII you know private personal information of these people what are your compliance reporting requirements you know who who is responsible You want to know because compliance is really complicated, hairy stuff, and you don't want to be facing big fines. Another one to think about. Imagine that ransomware is rampant on your network because an employee clicked on a link that they thought was for something silly like a free Starbucks coffee. And this happens every day. You'd be shocked at how many people love free stuff. Well, of
1: course, <laughs>
2: what are you going to do if it costs you 50000 or $500,000 to pay the ransom and to get all your data back? What options do you have? So these are the kinds of scenarios that I ask people to think about planning for and being ready for because it's happening all the time. You never think it will happen for you, but it absolutely could. So think about what your strategy is going to be. And if you're not sure and you need some help, come to Battleship Security and we're happy to help you.
1: Yeah, and I think those are great things to think about because even if you have sort of a plan, I would tell you it it would never, unless you've already talked to someone who's an expert in the field, it certainly would not hurt at all to sit down and have, you know, to what Caitlin had mentioned before even just to have a, an hour-long conversation and say, hey, you know what? Here's what my response, you know, here's what I'm planning on doing. Is this something that's, it's, you know, it's good? Is, it, is this what I should be doing? Just to make sure that you are covered if you do have this. And if you don't have that plan, by golly, you got to do it. Go out to battleshipsecurity.com and find out more about what Caitlin and and all the folks at Battleship Security are able to do. Caitlin, I really appreciate you coming on. You shared a ton of great information. Guys, again, go out to battleshipsecurity.com and check out uh, Caitlin's podcast, Security Economy. Um, Thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, Caitlin.
2: Thanks, Ken. It's been really great being here with you today, and I hope we've helped some of your listeners think about how to secure their businesses.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Have a great week, and don't forget, as always, cash flow is king.
0: This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.